Yeah, they had us the first half, I'm not gonna lie. Oh, could be Wayne! I think I got my swagger back. Oh, oh! I love it, baby! Them orange britches! Something about them orange britches! Okay, all right, now, what I tell you, okay, all right, this decade is gonna be the decade of the Vols. You got it? Read it, did to do, and welcome into more important issues. It is Wednesday, October 28th. Can you believe October's almost over? It's wild. It's pretty weird. I feel like Halloween's almost here. Are you ready? Do you have a stoom? Do you, do you already I, have a stoom? I've got, my, I've got my costume out. I, uh, I have been. Given the honor of being Shrek this year, um, it was a, it's an honor bestowed upon me that I do not take lightly. Um, <laughs> so I'm pretty excited about it, and uh, it's gonna be fun. I, I think we're uh, we'll, we don't we haven't finalized plans, but we're gonna we're gonna do. Uh, I'm a big I'm a big costume guy, so I'm a big Halloween guy, big stoom guy. And then I steal the candy from my nieces and nephews, so big Halloween guy. I love it, big Halloween guy. I don't even have to do the dirty work; I still get the reward. Yeah, I'm doing puss and boots, so I'm in the Shrek theme. It's gonna I, be fun. I got. <laughs> You got honored with that. I, I, I just got whatever was left, or, or somebody <laughs> uh, volunteered me to be Puss in Boots. I don't know. Drop it in the chat. Let's. Well, I mean, I feel like Shrek's gonna be a favorite Shrek character, but tell us if uh, if you got to tell us uh, this the second one. I think I think Shrek's a little unfair to compare. It should be most people's favorite. And probably donkey. Like donkey. Yeah. So maybe drop in those second favorite ones. Tell us what your uh, your favorite is. Hopefully, we're not talking to a, a, you know a crowd that's too old or too young for it. Um, Shrek's, Shrek's pretty popular across all age groups, so I yep. think it should be fun. Yep. This is our bye week talk, guys. Welcome into it. I hope you enjoy. <clears throat> um, we are going to uh, take a week off from previews. It's uh, I'm not completely... You know, la- last year, bye week time, we were a little worn out. Um, you did have one good win, I guess, to kind of carry you through with Mississippi State. This year, it, it scratch off the first. South Carolina, you, you kind of grit it, you know, grind it out of victory. Missouri, you played well. You looked good as a team, um, but those <clears throat> those three losses since then have kind of just—it's been pushed, rough. Yeah, it's kind of pushed all that down to the bottom. Um, I'm not angry about it anymore. <laughs> I'm just hoping we can get it turned around. That's my only hope. Do you think it's easier, like like you mentioned, we were so worn out last season? Do you think it's easier this time around because we're not going to the games and? You know, kind of spending our whole day surrounded by Tennessee. Um, Losing does. Oh, I'd rather be at the games. Right. Um, I'd rather be at the games. I'd rather have that walk back to my car angry or sad or upset. Um, but yeah, I think that's got to be part of it. You don't have to take that. After Georgia State, I had to walk a long way. Um, it was not. Yeah. And and we had another game. We had to walk far to just get an Uber. So you get those long miserable walks. Um, sometimes you run into some angry Vol fans that are rude. You don't you don't appreciate it, <laughs> um, or other opposing fans. Yeah, I, I think it's definitely been a little bit um, less mentally taxing mm-hmm. than the past couple of years, but it still hurts. It still hurts. Really, it hurts, man. Yeah, I, I'm thinking like being home after a loss is a lot better to me than having to walk back. Yeah. 
after a loss. Right. Like you like you spent your whole day just like being a Tennessee fan. Like I'm here for this game. Right. And then you suck. <laughs> and then you're just like, well, that was all for nothing. Yeah, yeah, I know for sure. And uh, I, I, a lot, I've seen a lot of comments this week, not necessarily directed right at me, but I feel like sometimes I'm a little too negative. I, I'll take it. Sometimes I am, maybe. Um, but I see a lot of people that are like, you know, if you're being negative, just you know, stop being a ball. I wish sometimes I could stop being a ball fan. Can't do it. I wish that that second half, four turnovers, three turnovers <laughs> against Georgia, that I could just shut it off and go either stop watching sports or start cheering for another. I can't. I can't do it. And I know a lot of people are in the same boat as me. Um, and it may not just be like their Vol fandom. You know, lately you've had that Braves um, heartbreak and just a not a fun fashion. Um, you know, Tennessee Titans, I know they haven't had a ton of heartbreak, thankfully. It's all just kind of been steady. Right. Decline. Um, but then you have this week where they're they're 5-0 and and go <clears> lose a – go lose to Pittsburgh and they start off rough. Maybe you can turn off the TV and go home and then they come back and they bring you right back in just to let you down again. Yep. So, you know, I know a lot of people are in the same boat as me. They, they kind of wish they could stop being fans. Um, but I think that's one thing that makes Tennessee fans special. So, yeah, uh, the Brandon, he gave us a little vol Twitter, a little shout out today on unnecessary roughness. Did you see that? I did. I did. <coughs> and, uh, first off, that's a moron from Mississippi. All right. Yeah, uh, I, I, yeah, that's it's. You, you know what? He's right. It's a little toxic. Yeah, if you, I, I agree. But it, it's a lot coming from him wearing a Mississippi State shirt. And like, you can't say a program is terrible when you're wearing that shirt. And the issue is, is how bad Tennessee's been the last decade and a half. If well, Tennessee's good, it's another Alabama fan. Like it's not, you know, it's another Ohio State. Fan. It's it's a fan base that's been all fan bases are annoying. To some degree. Yeah. The ones that aren't annoying are the ones that Kentucky during football season. Um, Oregon. A team that's been pretty good, but they just don't have any history. Like, they don't – it doesn't – they don't care. I mean, if they're good, they're cool. But if they're not, whatever. Who cares? Mm-hmm. They don't have any history. Whatever. Stanford. USC, the most bandwagon fan base of all time. They don't care when they're bad. They just go pick another team. They just go turn off the TV. That doesn't matter. Notre Dame. Pretty historical. But when they've been down, the fans, whatever. We don't have a conference to lose. <laughs> yeah, I don't see a lot of Notre Dame Twitter. I mean, anything. Yeah. I feel like every Notre, Notre Dame fan you've met, they're now 65 years old, and it's because that's what was on the television <laughs> on Saturday mornings. NBC? Yeah, they grew up watching them. Right. Because it was what, the only thing on TV. I know we're from the South, so you're going to be like, Kev, you don't meet a lot. of." T- no- yeah, I know that. That's kind of the point I'm getting at. But, yeah, I feel like that's all the Notre Dame fans you meet. So, yeah, I, I uh, you know what? The comments are they're right, a little toxic. And uh, what was funny is I told you I watched, uh, listened to Dan Wolken on Basillo, and he said he Curry wanted to hire Shiano because he needed somebody that could take it, that could take that heat. So is the fan base good or bad? You know, like, I don't know. I feel like it. It can be toxic at times, but you also got to tune it out a little bit, just like you tune everything else out. You yeah. can't listen to everything I, we say. Right. I think the big thing, I do you want to go ahead and get in the Shiano thing? Yeah, we can talk about the Shiano thing. I, I do want to kind of, you know, stick just, around, guys. We're going to talk about a lot. We're going to talk about yeah, the bye week, of course. <clears throat> um, so, yeah, let's finish this intro, and we'll get right into the Shiano thing. And uh, we'll, uh, we're going to talk basketball, of course. Basketball is um, 
playing just as much football this week, so we'll talk a little bit about it. Got our college football preview, our NFL power rankings. Um, we'll do all that stuff. But, yeah, let's, let's talk Shiano since it was brought up today, since he's 1-0 uh, in the Big Ten uh, at Rutgers. Still just barely above swimming above 500 in his college football career, though. Yeah. I think the thing that, like, if Shiano – would you rather have him than Derek Dooley? Maybe. But like he came like after Derek after Kiffin, Dooley, Butch Jones. Like there was a bunch of mediocrity in there. Like you couldn't just hire a guy that like like you said earlier was a shitty coach and then could also be categorized as a shitty person. You just yeah. couldn't have that at that point in time. So Dan yeah, Wilkin, I- he's anytime Shiano is you know, in good light, he's gonna let every Tennessee fan know about it. Yeah, and I'll even, I'll even, um, I, I definitely said shitty coach earlier. I'll even just to give that uh, camp a little bit more. I'll even say he's a decent coach, five hundred, whatever, just above five hundred as a head coach. He's been a part of some good staffs um, in his time, so I'll even say decent coach. I'll give him that. But mm-hmm. at the same time, it's like, does he have what it takes to turn? No, probably not. Is there stuff? In his history, that could be worrisome. That could put your program in a bad light. Yeah. And why do you take a chance on that? A chance like that on a decent coach? Hugh Freeze. Decent coach. You don't take a chance on somebody with the history he has on a decent coach. Right. You just don't do that. Yep. And then I told you this point, too, that, that this doesn't get brought up enough. Is Jeremy Pruitt the guy? Don't know. Don't know yet. Is Greg Shiano the guy? Don't know, never will know, probably not. Hopefully. But not. <laughs> John Curry didn't have the UT fan base trust. And he went out and made this risky hire on a decent guy that may have had, may, but probably not have had it. Well, turn around, Philip Former makes this, a, a, I mean, uh, what you could argue is not a great hire. At the time, at least. But Philip Former has our trust. He has a Tennessee fan base trust. He gets to take those chances. John Curry doesn't. So it's that, I, I feel like it's that simple. I feel like that aspect gets kept out of it a lot. Um, Shiana's 1-0. Cool. He plays Indiana this week, so he's, he might be 2-0. Yeah. But I don't think that I don't think that relates to Tennessee at all. I don't know how. Like, it, And it's, it just can't be two, two games into his second go-around <laughs> at Rutgers and an immediate compare. I mean – Sure, you can talk if you want to use it. If you're Dan Wolken and you want to use it to talk shit, do it. That's fine. But at least own up to it. Like he wants to act like you know, no, no, we're just going to compare them. You're talking shit, and if you're talking, that's fine. Have fun with it. If you want to do that, do that. That's fine with me. I get that. You get added a lot, but just own up to that. You're talking shit. Just do that for me. Right. Yeah, that you're a troll. Yeah, and that's fine. Do it. Yeah, you're not doing it because you're a great writer. You're you're doing it to to be a troll to prove your point. So, like I said, any kind of good lie, Sean, like. He won a game. Yep. Congratulations. You won your first game of the season where Mississippi State won their first game. Yep. How many points did they Be score careful. last yeah, week? Yeah, don't go too don't go high on them. Don't go too high on them too quick. Right. Yeah. And you and you beat Michigan State, who was seven and six last year. They fired their coach, got Mel Tucker from Colorado, didn't have a great stint there. No. And there's he's all world because he beat a Michigan State team. Yeah. Let's let's pump the brakes on him a little bit. Give him some more time. And, and don't act like it's some... Um, and all his team already got COVID, so they're not having to worry about the COVID right now. And, and yeah, let's just let's just pump the brakes on Shiano. Um, someone asked her, are you putting Pruitt on the hot seat? 
No. I mean, this is a pivotal year. You knew year three would be a pivotal year. Yep. Uh, but I'm not willing to put him on the hot seat yet. That could change. There's some games, I think, left that you need to have better showings in. Um, there's some things we're going to talk about as far as this bye week goes that you need to show that you at least work that you tried to achieve these things in the bye week. Um, year three is a pivotal year for any head coach. Really pivotal for Jeremy Pruitt. It sucks that it comes in a year that, like, this year. But, like, we've mentioned it. Every team is dealing with it. It's not something only Tennessee's dealing with. Mm-hmm. So, take that, you know, for what it's worth. But it, it does, I think it changes. I don't think there's going to be a single coach outside of scandals get fired this year. No, I don't either. So I, I just think, like, going into 2022, or 2021, sorry, mm-hmm. it's... If you if you go out there and don't show any improvement and lose to that Arkansas team, it's gonna be rough. It, your seat's gonna get a little warmer. You don't want to go into twenty twenty one on the hot seat. No, and that would be a possibility depending on what happens in the next five weeks. Right. So, well, six weeks if you count this. Because week, so. if you lose to Arkansas, you're the way the way that you're playing right now. If you if you play that same way against Arkansas and lose, you're probably not winning another game until Vanderbilt, and that's probably your last win, if that. Yeah, and then yeah, going into twenty twenty one, your seat's hot. Yeah, there's no doubt about that. I, I believe that to be true too. Um, he said, "I think if Kevin had a do over, he would stay." I think Kevin's kind of alluded to that. You th- you would think he would. I think he had. Uh, We'd be scoring points. It, yeah, depending on what our scholarship limit would be <laughs> about right now. Um, but yeah, that's. I mean, I think I don't. You know what? Just to hit on the Kevin thing real quick, I don't blame him for leaving. I would have done the same thing. Roles reversed. If I'm a South USC coach. Tennessee comes calling, I'm doing it. Just don't be a dick about it, man. Just don't leave in the, you know. You, you, Thief know. in the night. The, the thing that sucks is, like, that situation was never going to work out well. Like, that stuff leaks. It happens. So, it's like. Oh, yeah. It's tough. Whatever. And I, I, I think if if maybe he was, in, like, after Butch, like, just Tennessee fans, like, we, we've had coaches for so long. Like, we weren't going through coach after coach. And, it definitely felt a little. And, and so, yeah, after one year, it was just like, what in the world? It's done. It's done. Um, guys, I do want uh, to remind you to go check out our sponsors Tennessee Tap House, Hound Dogs, and Blue Water Climate Control. Um, I mentioned last episode, if you haven't checked out Blue Water Climate Control, do it now. They're giving away 40 free furnaces in the month of October and November. So don't miss out. We're Maybe halfway now. there. Yeah, yeah so they're probably. It's getting cold today, man. That, that rainy weather. God, that was gross. It's Knox tough. County's on a two-hour delay tomorrow. I know. It's wild. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's that's pretty wild. All right. Bye week. Let's get in, right into the bye If you have any stuff. questions, go ahead yeah, and drop yeah, them yeah. in the chat. I forgot to mention that. Drop them in. I'm on YouTube and Twitter. Landon's got Facebook. Uh, drop them in there. We'll answer them. If we don't get to them right away, we've got a spot dedicated in the show that we will answer them. So stick with us. Uh, and, and we'd love to answer your questions. Love to talk, talk to you guys. So ask away. Let's talk bye week. Bobby, so what what are your expectations coming? Like, what do you think has to be shown on the field next Saturday at Arkansas for you to go? All right, you you won. You know, you you achieve something in the bye week, something that you needed to in the bye week, I guess. I mean, I I think we're having issues on both sides of the ball. For me, I think it comes with your quarterback, and, and if you're gonna roll out JG like you're probably going to do, I think you have to have trust in him. You can't yep. run the ball in third and seven, third and nine. You can't do that. Not every time, at least. No. You're going to have to open up the playbook a little bit 
And if he's your guy, you have to let him run the offense. Yeah, I, I that that's what I I agree with that. I think you need to pick a quarterback. I don't think it needs to be another quarterback for the bye week to be successful. I don't think you need to go if it's not Harrison Bailey. This week has been a waste. Like I think a lot of people want to say, mm-hmm. but you whoever it is, you have to have trust in. That's what I've got. I've got and ride with him. Whoever it is, yeah, ride. Don't go out there and throw that conservative crap where it's like we just need we got to play this game because we have to. Whoever it is, have a game plan ready to go and, and run it and do it and go with him. Tr- have trust in him. You need to – JG's shown the ability to throw the ball downfield decently. Can he make those intermediate throws? That's probably to be determined. Like, probably not. Probably not to be determined. Probably not. Mm-hmm. Give him the chance to throw those. You have some deep threats now. Use them. You didn't necessarily have them in Juwan Jennings. And Marcos Callaway maybe an extent because he could go up and win the ball. But he did. He was not going to run by people. Right. So if you if it's if you're going to let JG throw the ball downfield, some throw the ball downfield, some give give it a chance to extend your defense, especially if they're in man like Alabama was pretty much all game. Yeah, I, I think that's another thing is, is you got to find some playmakers to help out your quarterback. If you know if, if a wide receiver's out there, they can't even beat man coverage for a slant. Yeah. You can't have one of those freshmen that runs a four four forty go out there and beat somebody on a slant. You don't have to learn the whole playbook to run a freaking slant. <laughs> no, you yeah. don't. It, it, no. So I mean, find some playmakers and and show some creativity. I mean, yeah. last year Juwan Jennings was slow and yeah. he, he found his way open. And you got him the ball too. Utilizing the middle of the field, we need to utilize the middle of the field more. And as much as teams, and that's do to that's going to help your outside yeah. throws. So, yeah, f- find some creativity. Use Velas Jones more. Have a Wildcat package. Use Jimmy Holiday, God, Jimmy Callaway. I'd love to see a Wildcat package. I mean, if he what? runs three plays a game, somebody, like, somebody has to spend you know, minutes or hours trying to defend that. Yeah. You know, that whole week of preparation, they're having to prep for if he has three plays. They're having to prep for that. Right. I think that just throws a little bit of something that, you know, watch out for this. Yeah. Just be a little bit more creative in, in your offensive game plan. I just think we haven't been the last couple of games. It, it certainly lacks some creativity, and that's that's pretty disappointing in the in terms of, I think, Jim Chaney, his first stint at Tennessee. I thought he was very creative, um, especially in that, that 2012 season when you had a threat like Cordell Patterson. It's, you know, I, I said it when we originally hired Jim Chaney. I felt like every game Cordell Patterson was getting the ball in his hand different ways. Like they were running something different to try to get the ball in his hand. Um, I believe you had now nah, that would have been I believe you had a wildcat package his first year at Tennessee with Eric Berry in it. Um, so yeah, I mean he's he's done it before. Now granted those are different head coaches, but that's another thing. Pruitt's got to turn over. If he doesn't have full control and it doesn't look like it, then he needs that. I mean he you have to trust him. You hired him. You paid him a lot of money. You need to have full trust in him, and maybe he does, and it's it's just some something, <laughs> something's not there um, as far as the Jim Chaney this time around at Tennessee. I don't know. Uh, maybe it's a quarterback play. I don't know, but it's just something's got to improve in the offensive play calling. And I, I mean, it, it all comes back to the quarterback. It all comes back to the quarterback. But I, I really definitely want to see a. Uh, I said all that to say I want to see a Wildcat package. I think Jimmy Jimmy Holiday would be an excellent choice because he can throw the ball. Yeah. He's also fast. Yeah, they got to respect that. Yeah. If they do, you know, try to run a play action, they have to respect that. Yep. Um, another thing is like, utilize one of those bigger backs. 
in the third and one, fourth and one, I'm I hate having to watch it and us get tackled right at the line and just <laughs> no it, chance of breaking a tackle. Yeah, and, and it puts your it, it puts it up to that official where the spot is. You know, you're having to constantly worry: Did we get the spot? Because we're running up to the line and then we're getting pushed backwards. And if you you know if you don't know what happens when you leave it up to the official, watch the Penn State Indiana game. Right, <laughs> D Beckwith. I, I'd love to see him just fall forward. <laughs> I mean, yeah. get to the line and fall forward. You've got um, two freshmen. T Hodge. That, yeah. That's the unfortunate part: is your two big backs are freshmen. So that that's tough. But you got to start trusting him at some point. You, you trusted Crouch to do it. You did and. And, and the thing JG is, didn't, but everybody else did. Your older guys aren't doing it. So what what's going to happen if you start giving younger guys more chances? And that kind of goes into my next point of, I think this week there's a lot of positions open. People have, I think people should have to earn them. I think it should be a blank slate at a lot of positions. Oh, yeah. Keyshawn Lawrence got moved to the star position. That position should be a blank slate. The person who's the best this these two weeks in practice is playing. It's, I don't care if you've played – 50 downs at that position, I don't care if you played zero. Like, whoever performs best this week, because no one's earned it on the field. Oh, no. On the, on the, there's on the been, game field, the one that matters. And there hasn't been a consistent guy there the whole year. No. And none of them have looked great. I mean, at least with at least with a freshman, if they're making mistakes, you can blame it because they're a, a freshman. And, and you're building toward the future. Right. Whereas playing a, a fifth-year senior – it's not getting. That's it making the same mistakes. That that's not going to get it done. And you're not helping your program out in the future. No. Um, yeah. I mean, and that's that kind of touch. I'll, I'll touch on this since I mentioned it. I think it should. I think a lot of positions, not every position, because like offensive line, they they outside of one bad game against Georgia, they played pretty. I mean, they played pretty solid. Mm-hmm. That that shouldn't be a position where we're going blank slate. Who's got it? Let's go. Um, defensive line, but they've played decent. They they could have fixed some things last week. Um, <clears throat> But and then you you obviously the second half against Georgia and then everybody played bad against Kentucky. Everybody you can't blame that on the defensive line. Right. Um, inside linebackers they they've struggled in the in, in the past game, but overall they've done a pretty good job. It shouldn't be you know those positions shouldn't be up for grabs. There, there's several on the wide receiver, several positions even running back shouldn't be up for grabs. Obviously you want to find a third down back, but that position shouldn't be up for grabs. Right. Um. So there's there's several ones that, uh, you know. The guy, you just got to perfect what you have, maybe try to add some depth this week. It, it's not about a position battle. Pruitt touched on, again, he, he, he said it on Saturday about the gap between Georgia or Alabama and Tennessee, and he said, it's much smaller. I've been on both sides of the ball, but it's got to show on the scoreboard. Yeah, and it's the same thing at, as a player, an individual player. It didn't matter how, how, how much they outperform you in practice. If the output on game day is nothing or little, mm-hmm. it doesn't matter. And I do want to allude to, to his comments because I think as a roster standpoint, yeah, as yeah. like just looking at strength and conditioning wise, the roster is far better when he took over. Is it up there with Alabama? Probably not, but it's it's at least, I guess, closing the gap is. But on the scoreboard is where it matters, and it's not happening there. I mean, look at Jacob Warren. He was two oh five in high school, and now he's two forty five now. I mean that that's heading in the right direction, but it's gotta. It, it's got to translate to the scoreboard. Yeah, and I don't disagree with what you're saying. But if this cl- if the gap's closing on the field with the players, what does that say about the coaching staff? That's true. Yeah. So Jeremy Pruitt's kind of putting himself in a corner where it's like, I, I think we're getting a lot of things fixed. It's like, well, why are why, – so now we need to evaluate why it's not happening on game day. And if the players aren't the issue, I mean, is there a third option? 
<laughs> I, I'm, and I'm not. I'm not sitting here trying to say Jerry Pruitt shouldn't be the coach. Ready? I'm not ready to you know sell in the market. Like I'm not. That's not what I'm saying. But he's made those comments. So you've got to ask what's then what's the what's the difference maker? Mm-hmm. Why is the gap not showing on the scoreboard? It's a question that you should be asking as a because you want to go you you have to. What are you going to be evaluated on? Georgia, Florida, and Alabama. So you have to ask why that gap's not closing. And then you obviously have that abysmal loss to Kentucky. Right. So yeah, th- this week I, I think it's all about getting young guys ready because I feel like there is a ton of talent in the sophomore and freshman class. Well, I mean, yeah, and it, it, you got to find it. Yep. You got to figure it out. I'm, I'm sorry about contact tracing and whatever else, but everybody's gone through Everybody. it. And you got a full week, full two weeks pretty much, to get these guys ready to to make, to make get meaningful snaps. Yeah. Not in garbage time. Meaningful yeah. snaps to help this team out on the last five games of the season. And, and you need to start trusting them. Yeah. Like they need to be given chances in games. You mentioned meaningful snaps. They need to be given chances. Um, you, you talk about adding depth. The depth's got to matter. It can't just be, well, we got guys there. It's got, are they playing? snaps in you know are they getting reps in games are they given chances when other guys aren't up to snub like what are you doing to try to improve individual guys and the roster that that helps the team that helps close that gap because arkansas as much as i'm not putting a guarantee win on it and you know i don't think anybody should the way arkansas played this year tennessee's roster is in a far better place than arkansas's rosters in and they've got a first year head coach in sam Pittman. not a first year head coach at arkansas a first year head coach as well so it's not you, Arkansas is a very pivotal week. Coming off by a week, game this is a game. Win. Yeah, you should win. This should set the tone for the back half of the season. And as frustrating as it's going to be, if Tennessee has a back half of the season like they did last year, you take it at this point. Yeah, you get and then you try to fix it in the offseason. I mean, but you take it at this point. And, and that's, that's the a selling. That's got to be a selling point to this team right now. Is like, hey guys, I know we've struggled. Hey, we struggled last year too. And look what look what came right. out of. And it's going to be incredibly frustrating if that's what happens as a fan that you're going. You can fix that. You know, you can play like that all year. You may not be. Georgia and Alabama playing like that, but you play with probably Georgia. Um, who knows what happens at Alabama if you can make, create a couple turnovers, and then you beat Kentucky. Oh yeah, 100%. so so you're definitely gonna it's gonna hurt if it happens. Um, looking back at the season, but you take it, you take it. So this 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 is pivotal. But I mean, lo- looking back on like yeah, the Kentucky lo- like it it was just the way they lost. It yeah. wasn't that you lost to Kentucky because that Kentucky team isn't a bad loss, right? But the way you lost was a bad loss. But those other Two teams should have beat you. Yeah. Yeah. And so, like, yeah, we're two and three right now, but, like, at this I point. Best you're three and two. Yeah, right. So. so that's a t- It's tough. It's a tough position. You have a chance to rewrite the ship this week. It's the so way. you got to go do it. Yeah, yeah. It's the way Georgia and Alabama were lost. Alabama, I think if you lose, same score, but you were giving them your playbook. You were trying, you know, and their defense just was making different, different story after oh, yeah. that game. Um, but it just felt so. Bland. So it felt like you were playing Georgia State, and you lost to them. Like it just—it was bad. And then Georgia, the the way the second half turns out, that quarterback's speaking of hot seat has been on it for a while. So that's like the, the tipping point for just about every fan to be. So that's that's the frustration with the fan base. Um, I don't know where the frustration with the team lies because then Kentucky, you come out laying egg the next. Like I don't know. Um, someone mentioned Kentucky capitalized on turnovers. Yeah, I mean they did. They absolutely, you score on those turnovers. If you don't score on those turnovers, completely different ball game. Mm-hmm. So yeah, you, you they capitalized on them. Kentucky did it, and they were um, they were solid. It's just it's frustrating. And, and the last point I have for the bye week, and um, you got to find some confidence. You've got to like whatever we talked about last week, and a lot of people were like, you got to have you got to win to have swagger. You also got to have swagger to win. 
to win some of these games, you got to have some swagger, and it doesn't look like Tennessee has a lot. Yeah, they they need some kind of emotion, spark, yeah. something like that. Some some kind of excitement within the program. Yep. Yep. Something's got to happen. Uh, if it's and can we please do some tackling drills? Twenty three <laughs> missed tackles again on Saturday. I think that might have been the low end. I think I take the over. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I probably. think I do. Um, I think I take the low end. We we had some someone mention. Um, and I've had a quarterback. Someone said I had a quarterback since Bray. Uh, what they're saying is Dobbs had Dobbs was a Dobbs was a playmaker and winner. Not a fantastic quarterback uh, as far as mechanics. That's why he's not playing in the end. I mean, it's not. I'm not taking anything away from Dobbs. I love Dobbs. One of my favorite to watch. He's a flat out winner and playmaker. If he's on a different staff, I think. With a different team, he wins a lot more ball games. Um, he yeah, is a, he was the he was gorilla glue to a cracked dam. Yeah. He's a Tim Tebow type guy. If he's on a better team with more athletes around him, and he did have some athletes around him one year, but they were you saw how they were utilized. Uh, he just wins. Like mm-hmm. that's just who he is. He he won with bad teams, and, and he covered up a lot. Covered up a lot of mistakes. Butch Jones owes a lot of that eight million dollars to him. A oh lot yeah. Of it. Um, can we do some ball drills this week with yeah, Kenneth please. George, please? Someone mentioned yeah. Bryce Thompson. Well, someone mentioned the pass rush. It's got to get better. Yeah, it's definitely got to get better. Uh, I think that's, that's. I think it's. I think it's the balance though is what you got to find when you're blitzing six, seven guys. You, you do fine. I mean, because you know the blitz is coming from the uh, the second level. Look fine. Like I mean, you're getting to the quarterback. You're getting pressure. But you got to find balance. In it. Mm-hmm. You got to be able to rush four or five guys, and you're not going to get a sack most of the time ever. But you got to get pressure. You got to force him to move around. You got to help your secondary out a little bit. I mean, Mac Jones could have taken a dump, wiped his butt, and washed his hands before. We were From the look of his face, with that cigar in his mouth, he had to take a dump. So <laughs> yeah. he should have just done it. Um, yeah, it was. It, it was. But I think that's another position where, if the juniors and seniors aren't getting it done, try some freshmen out. Yep. Roman Harrison got a sack last week. Tyler Barron's look pretty good. Yeah. Morvin Joseph. Morvin Joseph. He's moved around a little bit now in the last couple weeks. but Bryson Eason is at the outside linebacker yep. position. Yeah, give those guys a, a shot. Yep. I, I hope they're giving them a legit shot to get some meaningful snaps this week. I, I, I hope so, too. I really do. I think you should. I mean, you have to be. Pruitt mentioned on Monday that they had a scrimmage similar to that after the uh, Georgia game or Kentucky game. And what game was it after? Georgia? They had that Sunday scrimmage, mm-hmm. and uh, mentioned it was similar. Where uh, sounds like Shroud is out of it. I don't know. Yeah, it was just tell. Mauer and Mauer Bailey. And Bailey got meaningful snaps, and I'm sure a lot of young guys do uh, did. So we'll, uh, yeah, we'll we'll see what this week looks like. I, I think there should be a lot of positions though that are not solidified. No one's, no, not a lot of people have earned positions on game day. No. So I know the practice feels different. I know. You don't have to tell me. I realize that. But at some point, you have to go, it's not working. we got to try something else out. We've right. got to. And if the game is the only thing that we're seeing, we got to have something that – some kind of evidence it, that, that this guy's better than right. somebody else. Right. Yeah, yeah. I think it's easy for, for fans to go, well, I mean, if that, 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 that's got playing. He's way better than the guy behind him. But that's just not always the case. Right. It's not always the case. Yep. So, um, I think you even saw that a little bit last year with the QB situation where it's like, was JG better than Brian Maurer and JG Shaw? Probably. Was he heading last year at least? I mean, maybe this year. Maybe. Again, I don't know. I haven't seen enough. Yeah. Was, there, was if, he head and shoulders better than If they no. were in the same grade, who would yeah. start? I think it would be a 
toss up. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, we'll we'll see as far as that goes. Uh, what'll happen this week? Um, <clears throat> unfortunately, you won't know how the bye week goes until Arkansas. So, you want to get in some questions? Yeah, let's grab, let's grab some questions real quick. <clears throat> you got them. I need to pull Twitter back up. Um, if you got some questions, drop them in. Uh, drop in here. We'll get them. We're gonna get some from Facebook real quick. Um, so this is from Big Orange Pruitt. He says, if you have a player not meeting ex- expectations in any position in any sport, do you leave them in that position? You shouldn't. Hopefully you have somebody behind them that's able to, to meet some kind of expectations. Right. Um, and he says, if you have no other player better, do you seek another player? And on the flip side of this, if that player is elite, wouldn't you want a good replacement? Yeah. You definitely want a good replacement. Um Yeah, I mean you're trying to build depth then if the if the guy's good. <clears throat> and I mean they should be there's not a lot of positions on the field that your your number two guy there's there's a few that your number two guy isn't playing. Right. I'll say this. I think this question might be about the quarterback. I think that's kind of what he's alluding to. You haven't recruited well at that position. Since before Harrison Bailey. Right. You know, guys that you've told to maybe look elsewhere, Adrian Martinez, Michael Penix Jr., Sam Howell, and then you get J.T. Shrout and Brian Maurer? I mean, yeah. Yikes. It's not, it's not been, and you're not getting, you're not getting chances either. No. Someone mentioned, just Kevin mentioned, <laughs> I'd like to see how Maurer would have played without injuries and concussions last mm-hmm. year. Yeah, I mean, who knows what, who knows who Brian Maurer is without those. I mean, he, like I said, pro- probably not a great quarterback from what we've seen, the evidence we have mm. right now. But the energy he brought to the team was night and day. Yeah, he's going to make a, he's going to make some plays. He's also going to turn the ball over a lot. Yeah. It was night and day, though, the energy. Uh, Will Kellogg, interesting, kind of going back to what we talked about earlier. If I was former, I would make Urban Meyer an offer he can't say no to. We have to get a coach that knows how to win. That's a coach that's got a trouble pass. But you know what? He's a good coach. <laughs> a guy you take risk on. Yeah, uh, that's that. a guy you take a risk on. Yes. We were talking about Shiano earlier that you don't take a risk on a guy like that, especially when you're John Curry and not Phil Fulmer. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, you know what? Um, I'm not going to say no to that, Will, but uh, I'm not going to entertain the idea yet. <laughs> yeah, like I also want Dan Wolken just like pump the brakes a little bit because there was Tennessee fans when – Mississippi State went and beat LSU that first week. They're like, see, we should have hired him. We should have, He was our guy. And now they're hush because he scored two points against Kentucky. Yeah, no, We scored more points and gave up two pick sixes. So. <laughs> yeah, that's a uh, – the, the They threw six interceptions. The 2017 Hart, you know, coaching search is only looking good for one guy. And that guy, from all angles, looks like he played you for an extension. Um, he's currently ranked number six in the nation right now. So he also has the best running back in college football. Well, probably well, not. She Harris, probably one of the best running backs in college right. football. Yeah. So that helps. Chubbles. <laughs> um, okay. So you want to talk about this? Pruitt's good wins versus bad losses. So my question is, how many good wins do you give him? Because I think you could argue. I have four. You have four. Okay. What are they? So I have 2018 against Auburn mm-hmm. when they're number 21. You beat them 30 to 24 at Auburn. 
Um, 2018 against number 11 Kentucky when they walked their best team um, ever on an, in the Neyland Stadium and yep. just got twaxed 24-7. Also have the 2019 South Carolina game. I think okay. it was a game maybe was a toss-up game going into it. And you beat them by 20. Yeah. And, and you got over that must-champ curse. And you spotted them seven points. Right. <laughs> right. Um, and then 2019 Indiana game. It was a bowl game. It was a meaningful win. Maybe not a great win, but it was still a good win for your program. So I count it. Okay. So that was kind of my, you know, I, I definitely see. I think a lot of people don't want to give the Kentucky win because you should beat Kentucky. You know, that the excuse of best team, worst team should beat them. Um, I give them – like you said, it was our best team in ever, number 11. And our, our team was terrible. And Tennessee was not good. And it was not the quarterback's fault only. No. So, I definitely give them 2018. 2019, I give them South Carolina. Uh, you know what? Interesting you bring up Indiana. I'm not going to say no. I give, I'll give you that one. You, like you said, it was a bowl win. It was meaningful. You had to come from behind. I think you had to you grind some out. Um, but you'd like to see Purdue's teams play better. But I'll give you that. So four wins, four wins. I'll give you that. Um, you know what sucks is a lot of those don't. You know the only like meaningful ones are the two last year, eighteen in Auburn and Kentucky. You didn't, you didn't get to a bowl because you lost to a bad Vandy team. So it's like they were all for nothing kind of deal. Yep. Um, but four meaningful wins. It's probably uh, uh, you know probably a little bit more friendly than some people would be to them. And I could understand that they want to take away Indiana. Um, and Kentucky in 18. But you can't take away the South. Like you said, it was a uh, – I don't think ten- – if Tennessee was favored in it, it could have been more, by more than three. And uh, I don't. I just don't recall. Right. Um, so, you got. I think you got to get that South Carolina win. And we talked – we just talked – got done talking about that pivotal week last year of Tennessee had to respond. Nothing seemed to be going their way yet. And then they go off on a six-game win streak um, to finish the season. So, it was very pivotal. Uh, so I think you have to give up that South Carolina. So this is the week, right? So this, this is has, the, this, this has to be the week where you turn it around. Next week has to be the week, right? Uh, okay, so bad losses, plenty of them. I'll say plenty in the show to talk about. So, so I have four. I didn't count ones that you're supposed to lose. Okay, there was some. There was bad losses. You got blown out. I mean, I didn't count the Georgia, Florida, Alabama, just because like you're supposed to lose those games. Fair. Um, Would you like to talk about how they were lost after this? Oh, go ahead. We'll talk about it. So, 2018 Missouri, 50-17 to in Neyland Stadium. Terrible. Unranked Missouri team, terrible. Terrible loss. That was Drew Locke, if we're going to be, if we're it gonna was be Drew fair Locke. about it. And I think a lot of people knew that you were going to get the ball thrown all over you and that secondary. You had two freshmen. Granted, we're really good freshmen, all SEC freshmen. Um, one, all, one All-American. Mm-hmm. and uh, But you knew you did not have what it took to – Contain Drew Locke. Yeah. But, yes, I mean, not a good not a good look. Right. A- after you've beaten Auburn. Yeah. That, that's what I, yeah. I think that's what made it so bad. Um, and then 2018 Vanderbilt, 38-13. It just looked like Tennessee had no interest in going to a bowl game. Right. Which is unfortunate because you really – I mean, Pruitt mentioned it. The extra practices alone are why you want to go. And we were there. <laughs> made it and even worse. You made me really sad in person. <laughs> right. Um, and then 2019 Georgia State, I mean, that's just inexcusable. Yeah. I mean, if toward the end of Philip Former's career, he's fired after that game. Correct. Um, and then 2020 Kentucky, 34-7. to Again, it's not 
because you lost Kentucky, it's the way you lost Kentucky. Yeah. So, so did you leave out BYU? I, see, like, I, I thought we played good enough to win. I just – and they look pretty good right now. I don't – it wasn't necessarily a bad loss to me. I got I got to put it on the bad loss sheet. I got to. I think um, you sh- you probably should have won that game, but you – You kind of go back to the Missouri, even though it was a blowout. You lost in Neyland. Um, you lost on a – yeah, on a blown coverage, but you still had a chance to win in overtime. Um, you had chances, and you just – and you should have won by more, probably. Your offense didn't play great. In that. I, I've got to put that on the bad loss category, uh, especially because I think after you lose to Georgia State, a lot of people expect a team like Tennessee. So when you lose to a team like Georgia State, uh, when any FBS team loses or any Power 5 loses like that, you're, oh, that's an anomaly. They bounce back. And it, it was just the circumstances and how it goes. Yep. Yeah, if you beat Georgia State and BYU, I may be in the same boat as you and going, I mean, look at where they're at. Look at where they ended last year. But I think the circumstances around it, it's like you really should have won that game, mm-hmm. and you didn't. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't, I don't disagree. I just didn't. It was an overtime loss, and I don't know. Like, like, like we should have won the game. Yep, we had it That's, yeah. in hand, but it it yep. was blown coverage. I just if I if I'm going prove it, good wins and bad losses, I don't necessarily count that one. Okay. But you could. I I do. You personally. could. I do. Um. But I think the the big thing with this is you haven't been competitive in those other games. In those games you lost, you haven't been competitive in. Yeah, so I was going to try to pull it up. Um, Nathaniel Rutherford used to be Rocky Top Insider. I think he does an SEC basketball podcast now. He tweeted out on Monday a pretty damning stat. So I have the – You have it? I, I don't know if it's the same thing, but I did how – Georgia, Alabama, Florida, how we've been outscored by both of them, by all three of them in the past three years. 347 to 122. Yeah, it's not good. Not a good look. And then if you count West Virginia in there, because you beat Kentucky and Auburn, but you haven't beat a ranked opponent since. Right. So your ranked opponents, Georgia, Alabama, Florida, West Virginia – Outscored 387 to 136. So you just you haven't been competitive against good teams. No. And then you've also lost to some bad teams. Yeah, you've had Yeah. And and I think it is important to remember the state of so I you know, just in case we need to be fair. <laughs> um it's important to remember seventeen you had the worst season in Tennessee history. You had four wins. Um. It, so it's important to remember the state of it, but yeah, what he inherited was absolute dog shit. Yeah, the, <laughs> it was the, terrible. Not only was the program, you know, really in a bad spot. It always, it almost always is going to be when you when you change coaches. But then you, the roster was in a terrible spot. I Awful. mean, it just it was not. And then and then you look outside of that. You had athletic director change. Chance like everything within everything that goes into a good program was not going your way. So to, to be fair to that and, and what Jeremy Pruitt's got ahead of him, but that's also why we're probably saying he's not in the hot seat yet. Mm-hmm. So we're taking that into account. Right. Um, so Nathaniel, he's got how many 17 plus point losses, uh, Tennessee's most recent coaches have had majors had 21. Fulmer had 17. Kiffin had two. Dooley had nine. Butch had 10 and Pruitt's had 12, 17 point. And again, context is important. It is. Um, so, but I think it's still to you know worth noting. Um, I, I thought the 
what's bad is I, th- I think some of it's effort. Yeah, yeah. Be- because you were you were in that Alabama game. Like it was going to be a one score game, and it turns out you lose by twenty two. So I, after that, I know it's deflating, but hey, you got to respond somehow. Like his team just don't do a great job of responding in games. Yeah, and man, that Alabama game. I just hate to because it's probably one player away, not just one play. So you're talking about eleven guys doing their like or eleven guys doing their job. Coach calling the right play. I mean, we're talking about one guy. So I, I yeah, I mean, I, mean, I agree. The yeah. effort's been questionable in some games. Alabama and in nineteen, I hesitate to just because like one guy turns it. It's a fourteen point swing. Well, that's the Kentucky game too. Yeah, one guy you probably beat Kentucky. But at least you can point to those and go, "Well, I had to happen." Whereas it's not just one guy trying to go, dude. That's another thing. If we're gonna pick on the quarterback, what the f is up with his sneaks? Every it's not just that one. Every time he raises straight up and tries to go over the ball. What quarterback does that? Yeah, stick your helmet right in Brandon Kennedy's ass and, and follow go. him. Promise yeah. land. Yeah. It's or, amazing. Hell, if you don't trust Brandon Kennedy, you got Trey Smith a foot to your left. Go up his ass. Yeah. Yep. Kevin Burker mentioned that he'd like to see Pruitt bring Chavis in as a defensive advisor, at least to have another set of odds. Yeah. You got you got a guy that was successful at Tennessee and several other programs on around campus. Yeah, and he's good friends with the AD. He'd probably do it for cheap. I mean, bring him in as a what? What do they call him now? An, analyst. Analyst. Yeah. Bring him as an analyst. He's going to do more than Bush Jones will do for Alabama. True. They got Bush Jones there. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Chief is probably not going to go get coffee. He's no. probably not going to do Which that. Which is fine. You don't need him to. Right. Yeah. Prude doesn't look like a big coffee guy anyway. Oh come on. You think he seems like a guy who drinks black coffee? It's just black. Like, yeah. He, he doesn't. He seems put like the guy that him. comes in to like a gas station at 10 p.m. Going home. He's like. You guys got coffee still? <laughs> Is it hot? It seems like to me. Um, yeah. Okay, so bad losses. Okay, so good wins versus bad losses. So, like, I mean, what? where do you rate? Well, what grade, I guess, do you give? I mean, it hasn't pa- Passing, failing. I th- has he won enough good games to cancel out the bad losses? Probably not. I don't think so either. But but, but, then, but then again, you, you do have to look at what he inherited. I mean, look at in a second. I, I have another question, and I'll I'll go ahead and read that real quick. Um, Grant Patterson says, compare Pruitt's first three seasons to Dabo and Saban's first three seasons at their respective top tier programs. Um, so let's let's start with Jeremy Pruitt. What he inherited? Crap roster. Not a lot of talent at, court, at your most important position, too. Um, just not a lot. You know, it is his first job. You know, Saban was a head coach before he took over at Alabama. Yep. He had won a national championship at his most previous college spot. Right. And they had good recruiting classes. Like, Alabama, I think they were number eight that year that they uh, – I need to go back to it. So he took over. So are you looking at so you're looking at Saban in Alabama, not Saban at Michigan State or LSU? Right. Yeah. Okay. I'm just just looking at. So to be to Saban to to kind of put. I mean, think about where the SEC was at in 2007, and where it was at in 2018. Right. Very different spots too. I mean, Saban's obvious, and Saban's 
it's hard to compare Saban to anybody. I feel like when you're talking about laying the groundwork of college football and you're saying, all right, who's coach is good versus bad, I feel like it's unfair to compare any coach. Uh, maybe Dabo. <laughs> and I, I mean, is Dabo on Saban's level yet? Has he won enough to be on Saban's level? Well, and, and Dabo's benefited from Florida State being down. So they didn't start winning. They won one time since Dabo took over. Uh, they won in 2011, was their, their first time winning the um, ACC championship. Which was his third year. Flo- Flo- yeah, Florida State won in three and a half. Okay, he took over halfway for, through. Yeah, from. And that, that's another thing. He got a whole year to basically recruit that recruiting class. Pruitt got like three weeks to get those juniors. That, they're now juniors here. Yeah. He had to convince Alante Taylor to to stay committed. Greg Emerson, he lost Cade Mays, lost Adrian Martinez. You know, that was that was rough. I mean, yeah. We didn't have a great recruiting class anyway because of the, the year we had. And, and for him to just kind of put one together, and we just don't. The difference in these three programs, Clemson, how many first-round draft picks they get in every year? Yeah. Multiple. Alabama, multiple first-round draft picks. Who's Tennessee at? Uh, it's, I mean, it's going to take a while to build a program. You got to. That's why I, I think you have some young talent and freshmen and sophomores that will probably be high draft picks. That's the question you got to ask, though, as far as Pruitt goes. Is he getting you to a spot where your program is going to be something consistently? So I think when you look at it, it's not. That's where, it's I, not necessarily where is Pruitt at today. I, 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 that's why I think twenty twenty one is becoming more and more important. Yeah, I mean, yeah, if, especially if you're three, even in this year, even, you know, if you're three isn't going to be great. I mean, what is the best-case scenario? You probably end up, what, five and five? Best-case scenario, probably. Maybe six and four, best-case yeah, six scenario. six and four. And, and, and that, but that's that's what everybody thought we'd go. You're right. You're right. So, I mean, yeah, you lose to Kentucky. It was a bad loss. And even last year, you lose Georgia State, lose to BYU, and it's frustrating because you should have been better. Right. But. Everyone had you at seven and six. Right. Eight and four. Eight and four, yeah. So, yeah, I, I mean, I, I can't disagree with that. Like you said, it's just the way those losses – and, again, that's why second half of the season was so frustrating last year. And if it does, if something does turn around, if something clicks, if something gets fixed in the quarterback play, that's why the first half of the year is going to be so incredibly frustrating this year. Because you're going – you had it in you. you. You shouldn't have lost that Kentucky team. You probably should have played Georgia and Florida closer. But at the same time, it's like if you get it fixed, you get it fixed. But, yeah, I mean, if, if it does happen, if it does, I don't know if it will. I'd hate to, hate to jinx it now. But if it does, you got to be asking the question, why can't prove it, get it figured out in the, in the first half of the year. But, I mean, we'll cross that bridge when we get there, I guess. Right. So, yeah, I mean, uh, the SEC East alone is far better than it was when, when Saban took over for in 2007. Better than, uh, yeah, probably. Better than the West was then, but they they were LSU, they were ranked Arkansas like both of those Tommy Townsend I don't forget who was before Saban I can't remember who it was I almost said it but didn't get it right so um Tommy Bowden not Tommy Townsend Tommy Townsend was a punter punter in the Florida. NFL now yeah <laughs> I don't know um but yeah Tommy Bowden like those two programs were ranked before Saban and. Dabo mm-hmm. took over. Tennessee was like the bottom of the barrel SEC team. They weren't beating Vanderbilt. Mike Shula. I almost Mike said Shula. Mike Shula. That's I right. I almost said Mike Shula. 
I hate myself. Like Vanderbilt had a good record against Tennessee at that point. Yeah, I, yeah. I mean, it is. Yeah, that's why I can't. I can't deal with the Tennessee's needs to be ready to part ways right now with Jerry Pruitt because I think it's. I mean, it's gonna be the, it's gonna be the next it's gonna be the rest of the season plus the beginning the beginning twenty twenty four right. before you can really decide. And that, he, he where does this program's at. he the hasn't rosters, done it the way that you might have expected him to, like the the path that you expected him to. But he's gotten there. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that, that's fair. Because everybody freaks out like, oh, this recruiting class isn't looking too good. We need to do something. And then, boom. National signing day pulls off upsets. Yeah, I mean the expect the the expectations, like you said, mostly for the most part have been met. And if you take with the expectations from the beginning of the year, mm-hmm. if you do that, but when you you know in hindsight you're going, you should have still you should have beat Georgia State, probably should have beat BYU, um, you know, shouldn't have had that loss to Missouri. Talk about the bad losses. Um, yes, I mean that's tough. But where the roster is at today to where it was three years ago, I mean it's it's night and day. Yeah. So I don't. That's why I don't think it's ready. It's time to get rid of them yet. That's not time to get rid of them. I don't believe that. But yeah, this this bye week is very it's important, pivotal, man. It's pivotal. very important. Team news. Team news. So the the first thing, Kenny Solomon, the sophomore DB, switched his position to wide yeah. receiver. So an, a track guy, another another fast receiver. Are we going to utilize him or not? Also, that's another thing within the bye week. I, I want to utilize. Jalen Hyatt and Josh Palmer, those seem to be your playmakers so far. Is Make them a more pivotal part of the offense. Yeah, I kind of mentioned this. Uh, I don't remember who I tweeted that. But it's it's going to really hurt our off, continue to hurt our offense if the only guys getting the ball consistently are our two running backs. And yep. when you look at the first five games, those are the, those are the only guys getting it consistently besides JG, who right. touches the ball every play. Um so yeah, I mean, you definitely got to find a way to get those playmakers more involved. You, you got to find that ability. I, my only question about Solomon is, I just feel like he's going to get buried in the talent at wide receiver now. I don't know. I feel like we're not utilizing enough talent there as it is. Yeah, I thought that was interesting, but you know, who knows? To be determined. Who knows? Okay. TBD. Yeah. We'll see. We'll see. Um, and then you have Key Lawrence, like we mentioned before, uh, to start at the star position this week. I think that's big. He's a ton of talent and speed, too. Yeah. And a, a bigger, you know, he, he's yeah bigger than Sean Sham, taller. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, yeah. Um, he is a freshman, so we'll see what uh, we'll see, I mean, see what happens. The good thing about, like, playing these freshmen is, like, you can't get worse. <laughs> no, I don't I think mean, if they're, I if they're not making plays, like, what's – I, I'm with you. I don't. I don't think it can get worse. Right. I mean, the star position, perfect example. Like it's terrible. Yeah. It's a hole that everybody's going to utilize until you get something fixed. Yeah. So what's? I'd definitely rather. It, it's same thing in quarter. I'd rather have a freshman out there making freshman mistakes than a fifth year guy making freshman mistakes. Hard to argue with that. Yep. Hard to argue with that. Um, and then uh, Jeremy Pruitt mentioned Bryce Thompson is playing with a torn pec. Made a joke in high school, we because uh, you know you get those injuries on NCAA and Madden all the time. Yeah, guys out with the torn pec girl, and someone asked our athletic trainer in high school, said, "How come you know that injury never happens here? Guys don't have pecs." <laughs> <laughs> like, That's fair. That muscle is not there. That's awesome. So. 
but it says he's playing with it. It says he's working through it. And so. I mean, he's like better than Schamberger. Yeah, he probably should have had an interception. Kenneth George. Yeah, he should have. He should have. I, thought, I mean, it was a great play. I can't. I think it was Mechie that made it, but great play from him. But got to be a pick. Should have been a pick. It yeah. went through your hands too. Again, do ball drills, ball <laughs> drills, ball drills. Those guys. If nothing else happens in two weeks, they're going to learn how to catch the football. Pruitt mentioned fundamentals, so learn how to catch the football. It's the easiest part. That's like the first thing you do when you're a child. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Excuse me. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> yep. That's all I got for team news. Uh, okay, we got a question. Let's get, Let's uh, get it. Uh, this is from Pace Melvin. He said, do you think this coaching staff is developing the way most thought they would? To me, that was the major fall downfall of the previous staff. Repeat it one more time. Do you think this coaching staff is developing players the way most thought they would? To me, that was the major downfall of the previous staff. I, I think there's guys. I think the young guys have developed okay. I think it's the older guys that were... You know, maybe maybe it's just past time. I don't know, and maybe that that aren't developing though. But I think the young guys, for the most part, there's there's been some guys that have come along. Um, but I don't know if they've developed enough players to say that they've lived up to their expectation for me. Right. I think um, that, but I think there's been some good development. Yeah. It's good to hear from Pace. That's my guy. I'll see him this Friday. Pal South Bull. Um, pow. <clears throat> pow. I feel like we've done a decent job. Like, mm-hmm. Nigel Warrior, Kyle yeah, Phillips. That's a good point, yeah. I mean, those, those guys, like, their senior season showed out. I mean, Nigel Warrior was all SEC. Yeah, fair. And two years ago, three years ago, he couldn't even catch a football. He was – needed ball drills. Um, See, I, I feel like we've done a decent job of, of some guys that maybe had the talent and kind of getting it out of them late. Yeah. Um. But, yeah, I just think there's – again, you look at Alabama, Clemson, I think there was just a lack of talent. Oh, I mean, yeah, the talent's not uh, – when you look across the roster, it's just not quite there. Um, yeah, I don't – I mean, there's there's definitely been some guys – I mean, there have been some guys that have gotten better. You can see it. Especially you meant the older guys you mentioned. You saw the difference when the staffs came in. Something clicked for them. Right. Something did. Uh, but I think – I think the, the what sucks for Pruitt is even if he's even if he's done good at every other position in developing the one position that you're going to really be graded on you've not done great at right I I think one yeah yeah the the DBs have struggled well, and I mean Judgment as a coach the head coach if you look at him and you're like well he never had a single good quarterback the one position like if 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 your coaching career ended today yeah that I mean that'd be used for him. So, but also even as a defensive guy, I think as a head coach, like no nobody's going to hire you if you couldn't figure it out at the quarterback position. Why would they? Yeah, I mean, like who who would JG start for in the SEC? Maybe Vanderbilt. Is that it? Mm, yeah, I mean, maybe Missouri. Maybe, maybe. I, feel like Basel, they, I, I feel like Basel pretty, pretty pretty good. Yeah, they beat LSU. <laughs> I mean, he wouldn't start at Arkansas. No. Maybe he start. I doubt he starts at Kentucky. They love uh, Terry Wilson today. They love Terry Wilson. And, <laughs> I mean, I just think they like what Terry Wilson – whether they believe he's a great quarterback, I think they like what he brings to Kentucky. Yeah. So, I, I think Vanderbilt's probably the only one. That's Tennessee sad. and Vanderbilt. That's sad. Yeah. It really is. 
I mean, he doesn't start it. He can't do the job at Mississippi State and Ole Miss that is asked of those two quarterbacks. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. are the, are is the guy at Mississippi State more talented than JG? Probably not, but I don't know if he can necessarily do the job that's asked of him. So, Rob Lewis had a interesting quote at VolQuest. He he said, "If I think it was Rob Lewis, if, if Tennessee." played a JV game where they just played their freshmen and sophomores against Alabama's freshmen and sophomores. It's a probably a decent game. I don't know if I can argue with it. I hope not, but I don't know if I can argue with that. I, I think that there'd be quite a, I think there'd be some disparity in the, the lawn, but yeah, I mean, outside of that, it'd probably be a pretty good game. Yeah. Cause you, you are pretty, I mean, eh, I guess, when you include Darnell Wright and Wanya Morris. Spragans? I mean Spragans, yeah. I, yeah. Might be a pretty might be a better game and you gotta remember on the defensive line, you've got guys like Tyler Barron. Morvin uh, Joseph. Morvin Joseph. I mean, yeah, it's probably I, Henry I Toto will be there. He's just like, yeah, you're right. I mean, I, I think ten, so like that that's why I think next year is such a important Year for Pruitt. You've got to salvage. Yeah, I don't disagree, but you got to salvage this year. Because I mean, because what you got coming in, and then what you already have on this roster, what's coming in is going to fill a lot of holes that yeah. you have right now. And I know we talked about how Vanderbilt's probably the only you could write it down and win, but at the same time, you've lost <clears throat> games that you could write it down and win. So you yep. got to still go win it. We got four right here. <laughs> yeah, Arkansas. You got to go win it. I think. Yeah. And then you've got to find a game somewhere in there that you win to. Yep. Vanderbilt. Arkansas beat them, and then you got to find a win in there and be five. I mean, you got to be five and five. I think. Not that I think he'll get fired. I don't think he'll get fired if he's four and six. But I think when you talk about where you want to be, who you want to hang on to in this recruiting class, I think five. I mean, because I think you can. I think you could continue to sell it to some guys. Not only the guys that you currently have in your recruiting class, but also the guys you're trying to get. If you go five and five, anything less than that, though, I think it'd be very, very tough. Yeah, I agree. I think it'd be very, very tough. Yep. Got to hang on to those guys. Got to keep building on that talent that you have. I just think there's, you know, I think Tennessee wanted to, Tennessee fans wanted to see that the talent gap wasn't as evident. Yeah. But, I mean, it was it was evident on Saturday. The coaching gap might be. Oh, yeah. I mean, <laughs> there, there's a reason why Nick Saban hasn't lost to a single assistant. Yeah, yeah. But we've also got Kirby Smart, who we're talking about, too. So. Right. Um, somebody hopped in here and said, play Bailey. I like it. Right off the bat. <laughs> yeah, just love go it. for Straight it. Straight to the point. I love it. I, you know what? I'm in the play daily camp right now. I am. Um, basketball news. On a happier note, basketball news. New unis, baby. And, and, oh, <coughs> oh, yeah, we haven't talked about them, have we? I got really excited. Hanging in the Louvre. Not, I, not the art museum in Knoxville, just the Louvre. <laughs> just go right. That was a good, uh, good little, <coughs> little video. Presentation yeah, as well, yeah. I liked it. Yeah. Um, John Fulkerson looking mighty as ever. With Eve's Ponds. Who else is in it? EJ and Asiki. Yeah. I love it. I loved it. I loved it. I love the orange jersey. The only thing I would have loved to see is the classic Nike logo. Like the oh, check the, with, with the, the Nike. Nike. That would have been fantastic. Yeah. Also, I hope they <coughs> do that. What that means is those are permanent orange <coughs> white jerseys forever and ever. Gotta be. Amen. Get rid of those other ones. Yeah. Those are ugly. These are beautiful. Keep it simple. Stupid. Exactly. It's the nothing fancy about. You like the old court volunteers. too? If they did that, would you like that? I would love the middle logo. I think you keep the checkerboards in the ends. In the ends, okay. Love the checkerboards. Nothing better than them. But yeah, I love the middle logo or this. 
So I think the one that Classic Tennessee Picture tweeted out was a state with vols around it. That or just a state. State's a good look. Yeah. I love the Nike font that they use. I think it's overused. I think they go away from some of the more classic fonts that Tennessee has. The, it's like the Nike font is what you got there. You guys can't see it. Oh, yeah. You can in the vols. That's the Nike font. Like the previous uniform. Yeah, that's the Nike yeah. font. And what you see on like the new shirts. Gotcha. So, but yeah, I, th- I think the uh, the Tennessee, put the state on there. I think it'd look really good. Love so. it. You can even put the, if you need desperately need to keep that font, put that font inside the state. <clears throat> yeah. Look good. I, I can't, see it in my head right now. I would like like the Vol Star just in the middle. I think that looks That'd so look good. good too. I don't know if you've seen that a lot with basketball logos though. No, not. Here, here's another thing. So if we're gonna keep those as our original, and your throwback unis need to have uh, the baby blue in them as an ode to Ray Mears, the Ray Mears years. Okay. A little baby blue outline. So. Lady Vols. A little baby blue trim. Because a lot of people don't know that that was not a Lady Vols thing originally. Uh, Ray Mears brought it because he loved the Carolina powder blue. Okay. So. It's nice. It it's a good look on Tennessee uniforms. The Ole Miss uniforms. Powder blue. Nice. Their it's baseball uniforms? Oh, dude. Ole Miss has some... They don't utilize their powder blue enough. They haven't recently. Maybe right. they, they may start. Yeah. They also should have never gone away from it. It should have been their primary <clears throat> forever. Right. Screw Navy. Navy sucks. That's... <laughs> <laughs> um, we're we're, we're, we're talking sorry. about the color, not the... Yeah, yeah. Not the branch. No. <laughs> no. Um, so, Viscovi. Big the media. military guys. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not Joe Buck. <laughs> Take that, Joe Buck. <laughs> um, so Viscovi, he met with the media, had some comments. He said he's a quicker, leaner, and a better three-point shooter. A better? Oh, I missed that. I saw the quicker, leaner part. Said he's better defensively. Mm-hmm. Can go by defenders. Can go by defenders. Also now. a better three-point shooter. I mean, wow. he was a pretty dang good three-point yeah. shooter last I, year. I, I think he'll be... Uh, I don't know if he looks so good because we're so bad. Maybe. But. <laughs> I think a lot of his you know, duties this year will be more spot-up guy. I don't think he'll have to... Get open. I don't. I don't think I have to have the ball in his hand when he tries to shoot that three pointer. I think he's gonna be able to come off. Because you have guards that can go by people now. Yeah, I think. I think his job will get a little bit easier. Yeah, this year. So, absolutely. Um, and looking good with that silver, going for the silver fox look. I reckon. Me too. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, and you know, it, it. We've mentioned it before. I've seen it mentioned more this week. You got to remember too the shape Scobie came in last year. I mean, he just showed up. He wasn't in. He may have been, I mean, he's fit, but he wasn't fit enough to go through a conference schedule in no. two and a half months. So he, he comes in a different different guy. You would have liked to have him for the summer. Obviously, what happened in 2020 just didn't, it wasn't available, but uh, you, you're you at least going to have him for the fall, or as you got him on December 27th last year. But what's so good with him overseas, he's playing against professionals. That's so, it. you know, he, he got to utilize that. Kind of mentioned he's playing five on five just about yeah. every day. Yeah. So. Love it. Yeah. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to start a rumor. Okay. Let's hear it. I guess this isn't this isn't isn't throwback unis. No, no, no. <laughs> Muscovy's all all SEC this year. Okay, so okay, wow. So how many all SEC guys does Tennessee have then? Hopefully Muscovy's. five. You think five? <laughs> we just have all five. First team, <laughs> all five. No, I I don't I don't know. Um, I could see three. I, I could probably see three. Are you including uh, SEC Player of the Year, John Fulkerson? 
Yes. 100%. Um, I think Pons is probably Defensive Player of the Year. I don't know if he's all SEC, but he's probably Defensive Player of the Year. I mean, that's all SEC. Right. Okay. Yeah, then, yeah maybe maybe get four. Does freshman count? Freshman all SEC? So, I mean, you probably, you probably have the, those guys. I mean, unless they're just really good. They have their own category. You know, they may, may not make the first or second team, but they make the freshman. So, yeah, maybe you could see five. I mean, Jaden Springer okay. and Keon make I feel like there's only gonna freshmen. Be one, I feel like only one of them would make it. You think? Probably Keon from what we know today. But I think I don't, I, having two freshmen of the year, one's probably not going to start. I'm not. I mean, I'm not against it. Right. <laughs> I'm not against it. Um, I don't know. We'll see. I'm putting a lot of expectations on it. But yeah, I'm going Viscovi All SEC Bold Tape. Okay. I like it. I like um, it. he also mentioned Victor Bailey Jr. will be a game changer for us. I like it. And then he talked about how athletic Springer and Keon are. I think that's huge because I, I think that was what we were missing last year. We had pawns, but at guard, we just weren't that athletic. I mean, Viscovi was like one of our best. He was our best guard, and he was slow. He was, you know, kind of out of shape. He wasn't in SEC game shape. No, the guard the guard play is going to be drastically better. <clears throat> yep. And then he said, EJ Anasiki is a unit, and you can't stop him, especially when he goes to the rim. I love it. I, I thought that's what we missed last year. So hopefully he's that way, same way on the defensive defensive. Uh, Defensive board, but and this seems going to be fun to watch. If we're that good defensively, you know what that leads to? Fast breaks, and you know what that leads to? Dunks, dunks, big dunks. <laughs> he just threw the ball through the air, and he caught it in the air. Uh, John Fulgerson caught it in the air and threw it through the hoop in a downward motion. John Michael Fulgerson, SEC Player of the Year. That would be you wild. heard it here first. That would be wild. If you so, go back. I need to check. Three years it. ago when he was falling around. I wouldn't have guessed it last this year, last year. Oh yeah. I sure. love Fulgerson, man. I love it. He's always gonna have a couple plays where he goes complete full baby giraffe, and I love it. He's a lifer. Because I love that you're gonna see him <laughs> flopping around on the court, you know, just like randomly. And then the next play is gonna be blocking your all SEC forwards shot. Oh yeah. So it's gonna be fan it's gonna be fantastic to watch. Cause they don't they don't really respect him because he's just a tall, lanky white guy. I love it. You got anything else for basketball news? Um, I got some some more rumors. Okay, basketball rumors. Okay. Kumwa, Kumwa. What do you like about him? He's gonna he's gonna be he's gonna be big. He's gonna be a huge boost off the bench. Okay, much improved. That's I, is he Grant Williams? No, he's gonna have to be much improved. Because I think EJ Anasiki is. More like a Grant Williams. Yeah, yeah, I'd, I'd agree with that. He's gonna have Kumwa's gonna have to be much improved because if he's not, you're just not gonna see the court much this year. Yeah. So if he sees the court, you got to assume he is much improved. Yep. Um, and then uh, EJ, he leads leads us in rebounds. I'd agree with that because I love pawns. I love pawns, but he's not a rebounding machine because he's not a guy that just goes in there and fights for him. He's going to out-jump people. With the, but to do that, the ball's got to bounce your way. Mm-hmm. And, and he's usually, like, if they're going to the rim, he's usually trying to block the shot and not going to get the rebound. Yep. Which, hey, 
He's won us a lot of games doing that. <laughs> I'll so. take it. <laughs> and if you have EJ Anasicki there to move people around, Grant Williams move people around, it'll be all right. Yep. You'll be all right. I'm, I'm looking pumped. for um, – Big dunks. Because I can't remember how many block shots he is. I think it was possible that he gets it in the SEC tournament. Had Yeah, he taught it. He did tie it mm-hmm. for most most blocks in school history. He taught it last year. I think he so. responded. Okay. I was trying to find it. But I don't know if I will. Yeah, I think he needed like that one more game. And he would have definitely had it. Yeah. Yeah, he's good for – not only is he good for a block, he's good for a block out of the gym. Yeah, it's like, why did you even attempt to throw that up? Right. All right, here we go. Block shots in a career. CJ Black has 212. This wasn't updated, obviously. Golly. I mean, I didn't realize Grant Williams had 160 in 104 games. He wasn't even on this list last year. Is that right? Going into it? Probably not. I mean, just think he would. I mean, he would have had. He would have had to have almost 100 blocks last season. It was whatever the. Do you have the single season? Maybe. Yeah. Um, Kyle Alexander has, is second with 64 in 18-19. But I don't even have Eve's pawns on here. Hmm. That's pretty insane. I'll find it. I'll get I'll get his stats up. But I knew he was close. I knew it was like Play an SEC game or two, and you might get it. But Finished the season with 73 blocks tying C.J. Black for Tennessee's single season record. Okay. So he has a single season. Maybe right, yeah, that, that was okay. that was okay. single season, yes. I thought he was closer in career, too. Okay. Gotcha. So it's just season. So how many, how many does he have in his career? I'm going to try to find that real quick. At least 73. <laughs> right, yeah. Um, let's see here. I'm working on it, guys. Let me get to be beautiful in that uh, <clears throat> in that orange uniform. Those blocks are. Man. I can't wait. I mean, we don't really get to see him in person much, but <laughs> no, we might that that does suck. You don't. You're right. You don't get to see. Why are blocks not on here? That sucks. Maybe when we go to the final four, we get to see him. Perfect. I like it. Will fans be allowed at the final four? How many fans are gonna be allowed inside of? Um, Thompson can't be that many. Yeah, I, w- I mean, but is it going to be less than twenty five percent? I got to think it's going to be like right at it, right? And then, like, does it change if they find a cure? You think? But <laughs> I, I don't know. I don't know that. I don't know. Oh, so he didn't even average one block per game in his previous seasons. Trying to pull up the, he didn't play that much either. You're right. He didn't because he did almost nothing for us offensively <laughs> in his first couple of years. I mean, he started in um, 18 for a brief moment, and then when he couldn't give us anything defensively or offensively, it was just yeah, because he was he was playing wing at that point, and it was just like oh gosh, yeah. So he had 15 in 18 and 19, 15 blocks, two in 17, 18. All right, it's my computer. Um. Two and seven in seventeen eighteen, so not too. He's going to need another seventy three mm. season to come close to that. That's uh, that's wild to go from fifteen to seventy three. That's insane. 
Player of the year. Just ninety career total. Is that right? Ninety career total. So he's probably not gonna. Get it. No. Uh. Whatever. But he could come back. <laughs> John Fulgerson could come back. Oh yeah, life. John Fulgerson's okay. coming back, right? Yeah. You heard it first. Okay. That's the rumor. I'm sorry. I mean, Rick Barnes would be like, "Dude, you're coming back." <laughs> John Fulgerson's coming back. You heard it on this yeah. podcast first. Lady Vols played Florida this week in soccer. That's why I'm wearing my Lady Vols hat. Okay. Yeah, Lady Vols soccer hat. So, go beat the G- Gators. Gators. Well, I mean, this... who knows? COVID's just running rampant down there. Maybe they won't even be able to come. Oh, gross. They're still playing their game this week, right? Who? Florida. I think. They're playing, uh, so, I mean, that that leads us into the college football preview. Uh, they're playing Missouri. Missouri should be traveling to, to Florida, but I, I Yeah, it's still on. Okay, they had, now. they had six positive tests on Monday. So I wasn't sure. Oh, gross. Yeah. Uh, and then also you've got Boston College at number one Clemson. Check that spread for me real quick, will you? Last week they were a 40-point favorite over. 31. Just Clemson cover. That's going to become my new favorite game. Because they didn't cover last week. They shouldn't have covered. That's stupid. 41 points. That's stupid. Yeah. No. I, 31's a lot 31 is a lot of points. Boston College four and two. I don't know. Drew Brees man. about five eleven. What's the weather like? <laughs> I don't think it matters for Clemson. You yeah, should try to figure out if they can throw the ball. Yeah, over it probably not. doesn't. Uh, then you've got number five Georgia at Kentucky. Don't think that's going to be a good game. Uh, then you got Memphis at number seven Cincinnati. Cincinnati college football playoff per Desmond Howard. They're only a seven point favorite. Georgia. Cincinnati. Oh, Cincinnati. Okay. I'm not shocked by that. Michigan State, the great Michigan State, oh, yeah. who Gregory Schiano took down in just dominating fashion to kick off his coaching career. <laughs> uh, Michigan State, could you have thought anybody could have ever beat that team? No. God, I mean, no. come on. Yeah. And Greg Schiano does it in game number one. Le'Veon Bell is playing for him. Insane. <laughs> and Kirk Cousins. The Jets should hire him. Yeah. They might. You want to know, know the line on that one? Michigan, Michigan State, Michigan? Yeah, 24 and a half. Oh, I almost guessed 21. Why'd you say it before I did? Sorry. <laughs> it's okay. Uh, I, I just, I just want to get out there because, like, yeah, Michigan's such a dominant win yeah. by Greg Schiano. Michigan State. Yeah. yeah. So, did I say Michigan? Yeah. But yeah, Michigan State is just a dominant, <laughs> dominant win. I, I just can't believe they pulled that off. Yeah, it's, it's hard to believe. Shock um, the world, baby. Absolutely. Uh, then next you've got number 16, Kansas State at West Virginia. What's a Ross Kivitz school got? Do what now? Ross Kivitz school. What they got? What's Kansas State got going on? Well, they're going to be West Virginia, right? West Virginia is a favorite. Are they? Three and a half. Okay. Is, Ro- that, Ross, is, is they, that a one you want to put money on? I might. That might be my, that might be my play of the week, guys. Pick them. might be my play of the week. After that, you've got number 20, Coastal, Coastal Carolina Shots. Still don't know if I'm saying that right. I think that's how you say it. George, no one's correcting me. George, everyone spells it. They'll like type it in the chat. I have no but it's spelled the same way. I swear someone told me it was a Shantz, not the Shantz. Like I think it's the Chanticleers, not the Chanticleers. But every time Chandeliers. I Chandeliers. Yeah. Every time I ask <laughs> is it the Shantz or the Shantz, they just type it. I'm like, I have no clue. Okay. So still not sure about that one. But they've got Georgia State. Taking the shots. Shots by 100. Yeah, I'm going to go with shots. Since you said, I'm, I'm, we'll go shots. Shots by 100. Number get, 20. Get the line of that, two and a half. Shots? 
Sean's. Play of the week. Book it. <laughs> Got two plays of the week. I mean, I don't I don't bet on games, but man, some of these I'm like I'm dude. taking Kansas State to cover and the Coastal Carolina shots. Shots. Next up I've got number twenty three Iowa State at Kansas. What's this what's the line on that one? I might have another play. Twenty eight and a half. I, I might I might take Kansas to cover. Twenty eight <laughs> points for Iowa State? Yeah. Get out of here. <laughs> Are they even gonna score twenty eight points? Uh, they got to be about 55 last week, didn't they? But the, yeah, the Mad Hatter's 0-5, so do, do with that what you will. But they got grass or turf at, at, at Kansas. Depends <laughs> on what he's eating that day. They're feeding him good. They're at MedLife. Some, somebody's <laughs> going to tear an ACL. Uh, number four, Notre Dame at Georgia Tech. Notre Dame, just wait. I think they're just waiting to get upset in the ACC somewhere. Oh, I can't just wait. Just waiting on it. Can't wait. Number 17, Indiana. They got a tough game against Rutgers this week. That'll be a really hard one. Oh, yeah. What's the line? What's what's the line here? What do we got? It doesn't have one. Doesn't have a line. Oh, Greg Schiano is just not a gambling man, apparently. Interesting. No one wants to bet on that. <laughs> uh, Texas at number six, Oklahoma State. Three and a half. Will Texas be back this week? God, no. It's hard for me to... I, that's a game you stay away from. Oh, it's yeah. hard for me yeah. to take Oklahoma State there. I feel like they've got a loss somewhere on their schedule. So it's Texas or Oklahoma. Yeah, they, they've they always kind of crapped the bed. Yeah. See if it'll happen this week. Stay away from that one, guys. <laughs> Number 25, Boise State at Air Force. Heard it, heard, you heard it here first. Navy sucks. Air Force. <laughs> <laughs> it's a joke, joke, joke. Mississippi State at number two, Bama. Good Lord, dude. This will be. I think this could be a shootout again. 31. Like Ole Miss. 31. 31's a lot. I think I, t- I think I take Mississippi State to cover. Not this only scoring two points. <laughs> yeah, that isn't that crazy. Isn't that crazy? You're gonna be looking at a team. So they, you know, Mississippi State scored however many on LSU. I think they're gonna score twenty one on Bama at least. So you're gonna be looking at Kentucky held Mississippi State to less points than Alabama did. LSU. I think they scored forty four against LSU. They haven't scored more than fourteen since. Okay, maybe not. Maybe I, maybe I gave Mike Leach too much credit there. Normally normally not a Mike Leach truther. Might have given him too much credit there. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, not a big not a big Leach guy. Not a big Leach guy. You're not hanging on to him. I, like I'm a not a pirate guy, man. I, I like I like land. I like being on land. Okay. Yeah, so that's my issue with him. Got to get your sea legs. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Uh, number three, Ohio State. And number 18, Penn State this week. That'll be a good matchup in the Big Ten. Finally get a big, big Ten matchup worth watching. I think, you know, Penn, Penn State, State lost last week. They, I, I, they're not a bad team, though. They're not a bad team. No. And, you know, this year, more than any, I think, as I don't think Ohio State's going to be super dominant. Justin Fields looked good their first week, but. I just Chris Olave got hurt. I don't yeah. know what his um, injury is, but he, he walked off the field. So. I don't see him being super dominant. So, I think, I think it gives Penn State a chance. I think it'll be a good game. And then uh, Arkansas at number eight, A&M. Man, you, you hope Arkansas just gets twacked, right? They've got to have some confidence. No, I kind of want them to win. I don't want them to get twacked because then they respond against mad. us. Yeah. Um, but this is definitely a game Tennessee fans are going to tune into to see kind of how – what does Arkansas have? Right. Right. Navy, what does Texas A&M have? Because they're – And they're on the schedule too. Yeah, they yep, be next. Schedule. Uh, Navy, go Navy at number 22, SMU. I, I Navy just had not look good this year. No, they have SMU gets another one. I think they do. Number fifteen, UNC at Virginia. UNC doing it? Are they are they are they going to bounce back from that 
Florida State loss? That know. was ugly, man. Virginia hasn't looked good. No. Um, the line's only at seven, though. I don't know about that one. You stay away? Stay away from that one. <laughs> Number 24, Oklahoma at Texas Tech. Oklahoma's looking a little bit better, than, especially than they were the first couple weeks. Yep. Might have figured it out. Yep. Yep. And then Western Kentucky at BYU. Got this one written down because we're getting a little Pac-12 after dark action. That game doesn't start till 10-15. Good Lord. Yeah. We've been begging for it, and we got it. They said, you want it, come get it. Pac-12, sort of, after dark. In Provo, in the mountains, baby. Yeah. It's going to be a cold one, I imagine. That that late in Utah? It's just 60 degrees. That's not right. Can't believe that. <laughs> Is it summer there? I don't Man, know. another hemisphere? I guess so. <laughs> the line's 29. Take BYU. <laughs> Take BYU. All right. NFL power rankings. NFL power rankings. Titans still in yours? They are. They they are. Okay. So who'd you bump? All right. Let's do this. Who you got at number one then? Got the Chiefs. Titans. Got the Titans at number one. I ain't got the Titans. I've got Kansas City at number one too. Uh, number two. Green Bay. Green Bay. Okay. Still riding that that wave high. Still riding it. Okay. Number two, I got the Steelers. Did I see right that... No, I'm, I'm changing that. I'm sorry. Did I see I right that J.J. Watt was rumored to be going to Green Bay? Is that real? I don't know. I feel like I saw one tweet about it, so I'm asking maybe... Because I think I was, I think it was like midday today. I wouldn't really pay attention. Hmm. Did someone just, like us, starting basketball rumors, just toss that out there? Maybe. Interesting. Okay, well, never mind then. But number two. You just changed it. Number two, I'm going with Packers, too. Okay. Okay. I looked at the Steelers' schedule. That schedule is trash. Undefeated this year? I mean, they could go... I th- me and Brody were talking about... They could go 14-2. and two. Easy. You, you gotta, you gotta, they got to play the Ravens this week. you got to hope Roethlisberger stays healthy, too. But they've beaten, like, the Giants, the Broncos, the Browns, Cincinnati, maybe. Yeah. Like, they've... Not played hardly anybody. And they were up 20 on the Titans and almost lost. <laughs> they did. They did. Um, number three. I've got Seattle. Number three, I got the Ravens. Okay. That's uh, that's my number four team. I've got Baltimore. Number four. I got the Steelers. Okay. Five, I've got Pittsburgh. So. Five, I've got the Titans. So you Seattle's out after that Arizona loss, huh? I, th- I still have. Yeah, it'll it'll change next. They'll probably be back in back it next in. week. Um, I mean, I think Arizona's gonna be one of those teams this year. They'll, they'll beat just about anybody. Like they have the opportunity to beat just about anybody. There, right, and, and and the Bucks is the same way. Like they could, yeah, they don't, could easily be in the top five too. Don't think I'd you know have them as a contender for like the Super Bowl. Probably not one of the best teams in the NFL, but they have a chance to beat one of the best teams. In the NFL. So if Each you week. if you had to pick two teams to be in the Super Bowl, who would you pick? Chiefs, probably. Yeah, and I no. just don't know about Green Bay because hasn't Rodgers has only won one championship, right? Yep. So I just don't know. Do you go Seattle? Do you go Seattle because they've been there, and then Russell Wilson's probably an MVP. But their defense is ferocious. So I mean, my my. I don't know. Do the Bucks have a real shot? My head tells me maybe because the NFC just. Doesn't have a ton of dominant teams, so maybe. Whereas I feel like Kansas City is going to just run away with the AFC. Oh, yeah. 
100%. They're dominant. Mm-hmm. I don't know if the NFC has a dominant team. I mean, maybe Green Bay, but they're, I mean, they lack a lot still. And the Titans are such a good matchup with Kansas City because they're a ground and pound yeah. team. They don't try to boat race you. Right. You're right. They, they can slow it down and give themselves a chance at the end of the game. And Baltimore, too. I, I, it's unfair, I guess, to leave them out of the mix. Um, and then maybe the Steelers this year. I don't know. Yeah. Maybe. I, I'm, we'll, I'm, we'll see against the Ravens this week how good they actually I'm are. I'm not buying into the hype yet. That's why I'm having I think they're, their defense is good, but yeah. I think their offense kind of lacks a little bit. Yeah, I agree. They, they, have some good, they have some good players on offense, too. I just I don't know if Big Ben can lead them to another <laughs> shot. He could. Just give him a shot. He's a gamer. Yeah, he is. Not a great practice player, but a hell of a gamer. Hell of a gamer. According to Bush Jones, we don't really know. Yeah, right. According to Bush Jones, is not a good practice player. Right. He did have him doing math problems, though, while he was throwing the ball. So, And, and he didn't have a quarterback coach, so was he just out there just running drills with Farmer Fran? Like, I guess. I guess. I don't know. All right. Stupidity is an epidemic. Stupidity. I have uh, Kim Kardashian West as my first one. She tweeted out a picture of her, Chloe, and Courtney, and says, "Girls just want to have sun." Okay. And they're in the shade. <laughs> yeah. Okay. And she also had that Provident Island tweet. Yeah, that was a bad tweet too. And then I think I I, I think I saw her today. I think Chloe Kardashian tested positive. For coronavirus. Oh, she got on a private island? I guess they. she said they did all that medical testing. I guess that wasn't true. I don't know, man. Good lord. I think that's true. I think Chloe does that, I believe. Don't hold me to that. Please don't. But I think so. Um, First one, I've got NCAA for stupidity. They vacated three years of wins for the UMass women's tennis team, including an A-10 conference championship over a total of $252 in the form of an inadvertent fee for an off-campus phone jack neither player knew existed. Wait, a phone jack? So I'm assuming like in the apartment they paid for like some kind of accessory with the apartment. I don't know. And the school was inadvertently paying for it in the bill and they weren't supposed to. It wasn't part of their things they get paid for or whatever. They noticed it. Because they invited the UMass invited NCAA in for an audit, and then they took away three years of wins, including a conference championship. Come on! Oh, they're dumb. But they're hey, dumb. Will Wade's still employed. Still got his job. I know. I was. I said Will Wade laughs. <laughs> yeah. Caught on an FBI wiretap. Not enough evidence. <laughs> yeah. Penny Hardaway's fine. Will Wade's fine. Just, what a joke! What a freaking joke! Um, my next one is a guy says, uh, Alex, he says, so excited. I got to meet post Malone. It's a picture of him and shallow ball. Was it shot? I didn't know who it was. I guess I didn't look. Okay. Yeah. That's funny. And then, uh, post Malone comes back. He's like, that's not, he said, F it. Nice meeting you. <laughs> nice meeting you too, man. I have a feeling that shallow buff told him he was post Malone. I just have that feeling. Might've been. And you never know, Shia LaBeouf could have been so high that he thought he was post-Malone. He could have been, like, yeah. You just don't know the circumstances around this. He, um, he had an inner-body experience. Yeah. Uh, my last one, Lane Kiffin. 
I love Lane Kiffin. Big Lane Kiffin guy. Kind of like Mike Leach. Love to watch him from afar. Yeah. He said, you may not want him to be on your team, but you, you like watching. Uh, he said he got fined $25,000 for tweeting about the uh, SEC officiating, which is, you know, dumb all on its own. Dumb that they get a fine for that. Whatever. He said, we're going to find 25,000 pennies. Fixed it and said 250,000. Then he fixed it again because he realized he was still wrong. But two and a half million. Oh my I'm gosh. I'm like, oh, just. Math is hard. He's amazing. A, he's a football guy. He's a football guy. <laughs> uh, he is. You're right. I don't even know why I'm hating on him. I, just, I love it. I love that he tweeted it, never deleted it. Just kept trying, kept trying. Resilience is important in this game. Yeah, just keep replying. <laughs> Eventually, we'll get it right. Eventually, we will. Um, so, I, I, I love it. And I would love if he could somehow in this coin shortage get, I probably have 250 million or two and, two and a half million pennies at my house because I just don't do anything with pennies. Like, I, I'd take quarters and stuff to you. Pennies? No. Um, so, if he finds, I think everybody should round up their pennies, send them Lane Kiffin. Because I think he should pay the SEC office in pennies for that. That'd be hilarious. It would be. Unfortunately, Greg Sankey would make a secretary. He'd be like, um, uh, golly, the guy on Happy Gilmore. What's his name? Oh, Ben Stiller. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, your, your back's, my fingers are hurting. Oh, yeah, your back's going to be hurting because you're on lawn duty. That's what he's like with his secretary. <laughs> he's like, roll all these quarters. And she's like, my fingers hurt. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's Greg Sankey. So. It wouldn't really punish him. It only punishes poor old secretary. Yeah. But she's probably every bit of a hundred. That dude's a twat. You heard me. Twat. <laughs> Dude, did you see Arizona? This is not a stupidity. Did you see Arizona State's throwbacks? Yeah. They are beautiful. Nice. I love the logo. I love the jersey. Everything about them. I saw something today where they're projecting Tennessee and Arizona State in the in Las Vegas to play in a bowl game. Making two trips? <laughs> Two trips to Vegas? What, in the what, same month? What bowl's in Vegas? The Vegas Bowl. That makes sense. <laughs> that, that makes sense. <laughs> oh I God. love it, baby. <laughs> um, also, Nashville FC, a little, little talking soccer here. Uh, they could clinch a playoff spot tonight. I guess it's still their first season. If Atlanta loses or draws, or Inter-Miami loses. They had a big win the other night over Montreal, and they get a playoff spot if either of those things happen tonight. Hey. And if they don't, they can still, I believe, win on Saturday and get in the playoffs. Okay. But if those things happen tonight, they clinch and they're good. Playoffs. Playoffs. In soccer? Football? Insane. What, and Major League Baseball made it through. I made it all barely. If it wasn't for uh, third baseman, who was it? Oh, what's his name? I can see Out his face. Just kissing people with the coronavirus. Right. I love that they pulled him out mid-game because he tested positive. I'm like, he's already played a full eight innings, almost an entire baseball game, and you're really going to pull him out? Just Justin Turner. A half inning. He's probably not even going to bat in the next half inning. Let him play another half inning and be done with it. Like, and then he comes out after the game? I'm going to be honest. I'd probably do the same damn thing. I just want to, I just want a World Series. But you, Yeah, but you can't let that happen. Oh yeah, the MLB looks dumb for it, but I'm like, you can suck me, you can suck me from behind. I'm celebrating the World Series. So like, there was a video. They're then, like, Justin Turner's back on the field. I'm like, is he in a hazmat suit? Because that would have been hilarious. Oh, <laughs> that would have been good. And then, <laughs> and then I'm trying to picture. That would have been awesome. It's like a, it's like a scene from Monsters Inc. Um, yeah. They uh, then they get onto him for kissing his wife. Like everyone's like upset about him. Like, what the hell do you think he was gonna do for 14 days in court? You know. They're going to do more than that, guys. Right, yeah. 
So like, he just was. They're supposed to lock him he in. He wasn't and... making out with Clayton Kershaw. It's okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, that would have been okay. Would have been hot, man. I won't lie. <laughs> oh. Some about redheaded guys with beards just <laughs> uh, in a hazmat suit trying to make yeah, out with the, <laughs> trying to make it well, out with the ace. Apparently, he kissed a trophy, which I'm like, could you not wait a couple more weeks to kiss a trophy? Like, <laughs> Let's be. Yeah, that could have waited. You could have hold. You didn't have to. Yeah. Oh. But they're also like you know Rob Manfred's out there handing out trophies. I'm like you don't you don't know. And then there's eleven thousand fans there. I'm like you didn't test all of them. TSA. Yeah. Feel secure. Feel safe or safe. Right. Right. You think uh, OBJ will be handing out money to them? No. <laughs> He'll be handing out OBJ bucks. What did he say they were? They're like it was fake money. Oh yeah, I don't know what it was. OBJ bucks. bucks. He's got these shit dollars. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah, he's out for the season. So what is yeah. what does he I'm do now? Making fun of him last Sunday. He can't go to LSU and watch games. <laughs> Suspended. Man's just getting pooped on. He loves it. <laughs> you, I'm gonna say you say it like he's upset about it. He loves it. Upset at the prospect of that. Good lord. Well, guys, that's all I've got. Join us Sunday again. No Saturday show. Vols aren't playing. We don't have a key to, key to bye week. Win bye week. Don't lose bye week. Yep. Lose bye week, you're in trouble. That's Butch Jones. Win bye week. Be done with it. Let's get it out clean. We'll be back on Sunday talking about, um, man, I can't, we'll talk, talk some more bye week, but then talk about uh, uh, NFL, maybe a little bit of uh, college football as well. As uh, That's it. And then, then we'll preview Arkansas on Wednesday, but join us on join us on Sunday. Yep. You know, you've been a Tennessee fan. You know there'll be plenty to talk about. Get it fixed. No rest. Nope. And, uh, yeah, win the bye week. That's all we got. We're bringing the boat in. Love you guys, and we out.